On today's episode of Alive and Thriving, we are going to be delving into the connection between mind and body, particularly in anxiety management. We are going to discuss some alternative therapies that can help to support you to manage your anxiety naturally, but can also support you if you are also going down a clinical treatment path. So don't sort of feel like it has to be one or the other. Alternative therapies can be an alternative for your therapy, or it can be that it actually complements what you are doing quite well. And we're also going to give some insight into how you can start to incorporate these kinds of practices into a busy schedule for maximum benefit for your anxiety. Now, just while we're on the topic of anxiety quickly, I wanted to let you know that we have our next EFT tapping circle coming up on the 12th of April, which is Wednesday. Now, These circles are online. They are an open experience for anybody who would like to come along and do some tapping with me for one hour. The topic this month is calming anxiety. And so I would actually expect, and I have run this particular one before, I and based on that experience, I would expect that you should be able to leave this session feeling quite calm and relaxed and potentially not as triggered by the anxious thoughts and worries that you might have going on in your mind at the moment. So if this is something you are interested in, then I cannot wait to meet you at our tapping circle. There is a link below uh, to register to get your online seat. Uh, But if if you can't find that link, it is just inspiredlifecollective.com.au slash tapping dash circle. And yeah, you can register there. What I love about these tapping circles, it's kind of like if you think about it like a yoga class or a Pilates class or meditation class, it is just a practitioner-led experience. And I absolutely love that no matter what topic we are tapping on, because I have a tapping circle monthly. So if you are, you know, listening on the 13th of April or beyond and you think, oh no, I missed it. You can actually, there is a way for you to get access to all of the previous replays of Tapping Circles and you can join us for our next month's one. It's normally the second Wednesday of each month. But what I love is that over that hour, you get, I get to see and you get to feel stress levels, anxiety levels, resistance or emotions that you might have about the topic that we're tapping on watch and feel and see them start to release. Hearing that participants have had the best sleep after a tapping circle or even one of our lovely ladies, Jen, who came to a tapping circle a few months ago and this particular call was on self-acceptance and I'm actually just going to read exactly what she said just because her words are the most powerful. She said, I loved the tapping circle. I felt in a very safe place and very confident. I've always had big issues with limiting beliefs around my weight and I have a separated abdomen that has a large bulge, which makes me feel very self-conscious. 
After the tapping circle, I headed to Bali and I was happily in a cozy in the pool and I didn't feel like anyone was looking, judging or laughing, uh, at which was always a fear in the past. So you just never know, you know, what benefits or outcomes you're going to have from a potential tapping circle. So I want to share with you quickly as well Amanda's experience. So Amanda has now been to way more than three tapping circles, but at the time that she wrote this, uh, she has said, I have joined each one of Jess's tapping circles, three so far with many more to come, and I get so much out of these sessions. For some reason, I had a strong resistance to tapping on my own, and this group has really helped me to overcome this. I leave each session feeling less stressed and the quality of my sleep is next level. And then she goes on to say, Jess is a calming influence and a wealth of knowledge, which is just such a beautiful thing to say. And I look forward to the tapping circle every month. So you can hear how different people are having different experiences, but all around lowering stress levels, releasing fear and supporting their mental and physical well-being. So like, come along to a tapping circle. You can come as a once-off, give it a go. And now we're going to get into our episode. This is Alive and Thriving, where we tackle all things that stand in the way of holistic well-being and self-care in life and as women in business. Join me for real and raw conversations and inspiring guests who are expert in their fields as we come back to life together, overcoming stress, anxiety, nourishing our mind, body, and emotions. I am your host, Jessica Reed, Alternative Therapist, Life and Wellbeing Coach. And if you are ready to grow, heal, and thrive together, then you are in the right place. Oh, I am excited to dive into this episode. So let's start off firstly, you may have heard people talk about mind-body connection. Um, let's just start by sort of looking at one, what the wind, what mind-body connection means and how it relates directly to anxiety. Okay, because that's our topic for today is using the mind and the body in anxiety management or the connection between mind and body and anxiety management. So the mind-body connection really is referring to that idea that our thoughts and our emotions and our physical experiences are all interconnected and can influence each other. So for so, so long in terms of the way that things have been treated medically, in terms of the way that so many people have been brought up to think about things, you know, we have our mind and we have our body. And here's the thing, they're not separate. So, so often people may go looking for some solution for something that is going on in their mind or their body and not make a connection that there's actually something that needs to be dealt with in the other. Okay. And so a really good example of how things might influence this, particularly when we're talking about anxiety is our physical sensations. So if you think about the thoughts that you have, 
and perhaps those thoughts are worrying or anticipating or obsessive or perhaps those thoughts are projecting a past trauma or a past experience into the now and into the future. So meaning something that has happened previously that your brain is having on replay, protecting and projecting it into the future. You may notice that from those thoughts, you can end up with a physical sensation in your body. You might think about something that worries you or upsets you or that has happened previously and suddenly feel your stomach drop. Or notice suddenly that you're shallow breathing whilst you are talking to somebody about a trauma that has happened. Even though it is not happening in the here and now, your thoughts have triggered a physical response in your body. Now, I've actually just been explaining this in our my anxiety reset program that's running at the moment. Um, and we've been talking about, you know, different pathways that anxiety takes. So, you know, a thought-based pathway, for example, we call the cortex pathway. And this is where the anxiety is coming in through thoughts, feelings, senses, um, you know, touch, sight, smell, taste, all the things. And then the brain is processing that information. And then it logically says, okay, well, I smell smoke. The stove is on fire. Let's send a message to our amygdala and and cause ourselves a physical response. Okay, so, and again, if you've done any work with me, then you'll know that that physical response in your body is what's happening when your amygdala has declared that you are in danger, even if you are not really in danger. It might just be perceived. And by perceived, I mean the meaning that you are putting to the thoughts that you are having. So if our thought about maybe we, uh, I don't know, maybe we drive past a cat stuck up a tree and then we start thinking about how sad it would be if our cat got stuck up a tree and then we start worrying about our cat and is she actually home safe and I don't actually have a cat so I don't know why I use that ex- <laughs> I don't know why I use that example but you can see how this thought process has led to anxiety and suddenly you're going through these thoughts and your heart might be racing or you might be feeling that pull in your stomach or your muscles might be feeling really tense. You might start sweating and this is what we call your stress response. And so you can see that even when your anxiety is coming from a cortex pathway, that the anxiety is not separate from mind and body. And the emotions that we have and I know there are different um, different philosophers who may say that, um, you know, what comes first, the thought or the emotion or the emotion or the thought. Uh, I like to believe that our thought will impact our emotion and then that, yeah, goes in that cycle. But um, I, I feel like our emotions are responding generally to a thought, but I will let you leave you to debate that one. Um, but our emotions can also have a direct impact on our physical sensations. So, for example, you know, I don't know if you've ever been broken up with, but let's say, you know, somebody ends a relationship and then you have this rush of shock and you might have all of these overwhelming emotions that are coming up and you might notice that your 
chest is tight and you might have panic type symptoms or be shaking, um, you are having physical response from emotions because your brain is perceiving danger from what it's processing as it comes in. So even if you're not aware of the thoughts you are thinking, you are still having an emotional response to them. And so I can give you a really, really good example of this uh, in terms of emotions. Now, some of you, if you listen, if you've been listening to me for a while, then you will know last year I lost uh, one of my very best friends. Um, We've been friends for 20 years and she had a stroke very unexpectedly. And so I can be triggered by a thought, for example, of a memory, a thought of, you know, that time, that period of time, a thought of, um, you know, something, anything um, that comes up, a thought about children and mothers, you know, any, anything can, can be enough to sort of trigger that emotion. And so then I might start to feel that panicky feeling again. Or I might start to feel, you know, sick in my stomach or all of a sudden I might just start crying purely based on my thoughts. And so you can see how in the context of anxiety and the response that your body has from anxiety, you can see how that the mind and the body are not separate. So when we are experiencing anxiety, we may notice the physical symptoms such as the racing heart or the sweating, uh, the shallow breathing. And then on the other hand, we can engage in relaxation techniques such as deep breathing, progressive muscle relaxations, EFT tapping, other somatic nervous system calming practices. And these can help you to calm the mind and reduce the feelings of anxiety. So whilst the anxiety can be triggering, we can also take control of the mind, which in turn is going to have a physical response in your body. So for example, when we are tapping, there is a calming signal that is sent up to your amygdala, your brain's fight or flight response center, telling it that it is safe. For example, when you are in meditation, meditation, and if you are anxious, you may find meditation a little bit hard and that's okay. Uh, Sometimes when we are using meditation, when we, and when I mean anxious, I guess for meditation, it's really more in that sort of panicky physical state. Uh, Sometimes our mind and our body just will not allow us to let our guard down in that and relax to that capacity we really need to do some more somatic practices first um i don't actually recommend if you're feeling panicky to do a meditation to be honest that's my my personal and professional opinion um and the same with hypnotherapy hypnotherapy is a tool that i will use in client sessions i absolutely love it it is brilliant But if you are in a state of panic, if you are in that real fight or flight response um, and it's physical, then we don't want to do hypnosis in that moment and we don't want you doing self-hypnosis at home in those moments. So breathing, tapping, and then when you 
are past that meditation absolutely and so what I was going to say about meditation is that you know on a physical response we're calming the mind so we're bringing our mind to one focus point whether it be through a guided meditation or whether it be through maybe a zen meditation or a mindfulness meditation or um, you know any other type of meditation a mantra whatever you enjoy doing So whilst we are calming our mind, the other impacts this has on our body is that our breath rate slows and our heart rate slows. And you notice that that is the opposite to the physical symptoms that you get with the anxiety, which is the racing heart, the shallow breathing, all those types of symptoms. So understanding and utilizing the mind-body connection can actually be a really, really powerful tool for managing anxiety and also promoting overall well-being. And I'm, I know I've spoken about this a lot, so I'm not going to get deep into this today, but those long-term impacts that constantly being in your fight-or-flight response can have in your body physically you know, all of the illnesses and diseases and conditions that are now being linked back to stress, related to stress and some root caused by stress is phenomenal. And that is because when we're in this stress response, we have these physical changes in our body. Okay, we are not in a nervous system. We are not operating from a nervous system that supports digestion or proper reproductive function or oxygenated blood flow through all of the areas of our body. We're prioritizing survival. We're prioritizing the areas of our body that we need to fight, flight, flee, you know, all the things. So that's a side note. Um, And I just wanted to share, I guess, that for me personally, um, understanding this mind-body connection was unbelievably empowering in terms of my anxiety journey and in terms of how I deal with things now. So you will have heard me speak about for the majority of of my life now, I'm not living in this state of panic anymore like I was day in, minute in, minute out uh, for years on end. But what does happen to me is life. (laughs) And there are certain emotional triggers around me that I can't escape because they are out of my control. And so what will happen to me is I will become unregulated. I will become, so for that, for those who are like, what is she talking about when she always says regulation? Um, that basically means that I am not in my ventral nervous system. I am not in my calm, rest and digest state. I am in a state of um, a sympathetic, which is that anxiety response, or I'm in a dorsal state, which is that sort of more where that depression energy lives. And so being unregulated means that all of the things that happen when your body is in survival mode is starting to happen And you may not be able to engage your logical mind properly. And it's going to impact the way that you feel in terms of, you know, again, breath rate, heart rate, nausea, tummy problems, all sorts of irregular periods. 
sometimes other reproductive issues talk to your doctor i'm not a doctor <laughs> but them just all the all these things that happen from the from not being regulated and so what happened for me when i really understood what was happening in my nervous system and what was happening in my body when my nervous system was not regulated it completely changed my ability to support anxiety and to prevent panic and to look after myself if there are times where I am overstimulated. And now as a mother with young children who have their own sets of emotional challenges and with, again, emotional triggers that I have um, externally to me, knowing how to support my mind and my body together, knowing that I can't logic my way out of a panic attack. It's something else I've been teaching in the 21-day anxiety reset. Knowing that, yeah, knowing that I have to calm my body for me in order to really regulate my mind, like in order to be able to think clearly, I have to come out of this unregulated nervous system state and move into a regulated one. Knowing all of this for me was so empowering in terms of how I dealt with, I deal with anxiety when it comes up. So this doesn't mean I live an anxiety-free life because as I said, even mentioned before, you know, recent grief, emotional triggers, motherhood, just to name a few things. Uh, you know, it's not possible and I really would question you to challenge anybody who says it is, it is not possible to feel good all of the time. What it is possible to do though is learn how to support yourself through those challenging times and learn how to primarily function from a place of calm and a place of safety and a place of regulation, which is ultimately safety. Okay. So that little part of that session went for a little bit longer than I thought because I have a lot to say about mind-body regulation. So let's have a quick chat now about some alternative therapies that you can use or you can find and work with somebody with to support anxiety. So I'm just going to differentiate for a moment here. I'm going to talk first about alternative therapies, meaning things that you may like to engage in, in a, I guess, more of a therapeutic setting. So, you know, specific goal, specific outcome, desired outcome, um, dealing and healing and feeling basically, (laughs) Uh, you know, working through the trauma, working through the root causes of anxieties, things that you would do in a traditional therapeutic type sense. So I'll start with the things that I offer within my practice. And I love that I can combine these therapies as needed So EFT tapping, you know, I talk about it all the time. There is a really good reason for that. Uh, It, again, sends a calming signal up to your amygdala. If you can imagine that if you had a cord attached from the thought that you're thinking to the emotion that you're feeling, when we tap, when we bring safety to that thought, that event, that trauma, we are effectively cutting that cord so we are not in emotional distress over that event remembering our thoughts, trigger our emotions, and then trigger these responses in our body. 
Hypnotherapy is another tool that I offer now there. And again, I combine all of these in my services. And I'm going to talk about other things that I don't do as well, just by the way. But <laughs> I'll start with the ones that I love and that I'm qualified in. Now, just so you know, hypnotherapy and hypnosis, self-hypnosis, I mean, are different things. So when you are doing hypnotherapy, you are working with a qualified hypnotherapist who will conduct therapy under hypnosis. Okay, so your hypnosis, the part of your therapy session where you are under hypnosis has a specific therapeutic goal. Okay, so no matter what that might be for you, whether it be addressing trauma, whether it be addressing anxiety root cause, um, exploring blocks uh, so that we can ask yourself subconscious what is going on, whatever it is for you. The possibilities with hypnotherapy, just like EFT, are endless, which is why I really love them both. So really what it is for you, um, you know, is what we do in hypnotherapy. A self-hypnosis does not take you into such a deep state. And the reason for that is because I personally don't believe that it's safe. If I recorded a self-hypnosis for someone that took them as deep as I would a client, then I wouldn't be able to watch them. I wouldn't be able to make sure that their body language was okay. Self-hypnosis will keep you more, and it's a little bit like self-tapping or guided tapping in terms of listening to audios. They absolutely serve a purpose and when done regularly, can really make massive change in terms of neural pathways and building new ones, new habits, new ways of thinking. And that's why as a part of my support packages that I do with my holistic therapies is I will actually create resources for my clients that they can listen to between sessions to specifically support the reprogramming of what we've done in session. But just knowing that self-hypnosis is going to take you on a lighter version of what you would do in a therapeutic session because it's unsupported. Okay, so just knowing that there is a difference, both have benefits, it really just depends on what outcome you're looking for. And if you're looking to dive deep into your subconscious Uh, Just remembering that often when we try and do these things by ourselves, our brain will put up a wall and only let you get you so far. And then meditation therapy is another type of therapy that I integrate into my practice. Holistic counseling um, is another fantastic approach. Again, another alternative therapy. Um, Again, I blend it with EFT, hypnotherapy, meditation therapy. Um, in my particular practice, but I'm sure you could find people who just specialize in just one if you wanted to. And then the other um, aspect that I offer in my practice is Flopreso bodysuit therapy. Now, this obviously is only for my Canberra clients um, and it is a separate service to my one-on-one programs, but the Flopreso, and I think this needs its whole own podcast episode, to be honest, because you're probably thinking, what on earth is a Flopreso? 
As I record this, there are eight flow prezos in all of Australia, and I am lucky enough to have the only one in Canberra. It is a bodysuit therapy that combines compression with thermodynamic heat, with deep pressure therapy to provide a relaxing and rejuvenating and sensory experience for your body that helps you to move from that unregulated sympathetic state into a relaxed regulated state. And not only that, but then we've got all of the physical benefits that compression offers. So this is a full body compression. It is, oh my God, it is something like you have never experienced. Um, It's a full body compression. So we're supporting muscle recovery. We're supporting joints. We're supporting with our thermodynamic heat. We are supporting our internal organs. We are supporting toxin release. Uh, think all of the benefits of our infrared sauna uh, at the same time as the benefits of the compression at the same time as that gentle deep pressure therapy that feels like a big warm hug. So, oh my God, I, yeah, look, I'm not going to go too much deeper into that right now. If you are in Canberra, you need to just come and experience it for yourself. Uh, Come and give it a try and we will create you a treatment plan. Um, If you're having trouble sleeping, if you're struggling with anxiety and stress. The other reason I love this and the, one of the biggest reasons why I invested in it for my business and for my practice is because I know as somebody who works in an energetic field, as somebody who works with emotions, I know that the body holds on to your emotions. And so as we compress and as we release, we are helping the soft tissue and the places in the body that have been storing your trauma to actually help to move it through and release it. So there is so many healing aspects to combining a somatic therapy, which means a body-based therapy. So yeah, I look look it up. Go to my website, inspiredlifecollective.com.au slash flowpreso, F-L-O-W-P-R-E-S-S-O, flowpreso. And honestly, find one near you and go and include that in your regular self-care routine. It is phenomenal. Okay. I didn't even begin to touch on the benefits. So some other therapies, alternative therapies that you may like to explore could include art therapy. Uh, It could include massage therapy. It could include music therapy or things like acupuncture. So I had acupuncture for around 12 months when I was going through my worst with my anxiety Um, and it was brilliant. It helped, it contributed to my recovery so much. So just looking at, you know, what are alternative therapies that I can be doing to support myself and making sure that you do look for somebody who is properly qualified in what they are doing and somebody who you feel safe with, have a chat to them. You know, I offer a 20 minute complimentary chat before we work together because, I want you to be confident that, well, that you like me and, and that you're going to feel safe with me. Uh, and it's the same with anybody that you work with. If you can have 
a good relationship with the person who you are embarking on a healing journey with, then you are going to have better results as opposed to working with somebody who you don't gel with, somebody who you just, you know, don't get a good vibe from or someone who you can't relate to, um, you know, where, where you may not be as likely to open up or get results. And that may be where you might go and say, oh, well, tapping didn't work for me or hypnotherapy didn't work. But perhaps, you know, what's possible when you have a really good connection with your with your um, therapist, you know, is far more possible than what's possible when you don't. So some other practices to explore, yoga, tai chi, mindfulness, um, I could do a whole podcast episode on mindfulness, actually. And I think I will. Mindfulness for anxiety. I have a masterclass. Actually, I wonder if you'd be interested in access to that. Let me know. So I have included it in my 21-day anxiety reset, but we're about halfway through that now. Um, So yeah, let me know if you think that that mindfulness for anxiety masterclass might be something that you're interested in. So let's now move on to the final part of this conversation, which is incorporating alternative therapies or alternative practices. I have the hiccups now into a busy day. Oh, goodness, big hiccups. So the first thing I'm going to say is to start small and take the pressure off yourself. I think, and I know this was to be true for so many different aspects. I'm going to start a healthy eating plan, so I'm all in. I'm going to start exercising, so if it's not five days a week or it's not seven days a week for 45 minutes a day, then it's not happening. Um, If you are an all-in type person, permission to have a one-degree shift, permission to start to bring some safety to these changes in your mind. So starting small. Okay, it doesn't have to be time consuming and overwhelming. You can take your self-care practices like your yoga or your mindfulness or your tapping or your meditation. You can take these practices and just start with maybe a few minutes a week and then increase to a few minutes a day and then increase to a few more minutes a day. And you may find that for you in your life, scheduling it in or like on last week's episode, we had Jada from the Rise and Shine Collective and she was talking about early morning routines and the benefits of rising with the sun. This allows you time to do these things. So you may like to start to explore an early morning routine and please reach out to Jada if you do. Treat your alternative therapies, if you are scheduling it in, treat your alternative practices like any other appointment or commitment that you are attending. Schedule it into your day and make it a non-negotiable part of your day. I think we need to acknowledge that so often we feel like taking care of ourselves in this manner is a burden on our time and it's not a priority on in time. But actually it needs to be, or it should be, hopefully, um, I recommend it being first priority because this is actually going to make you more productive. This is actually going to help you to control the narrative and the mood of your day to as best as you can. This is going to help you to be able to, again, show up 
in a regulated state. And so for some of these, and also depending on how you are, some human design types can multitask and some, some you know, it's not in our best interest. So depending on how you operate, you may find that a lot of the home practices that you do, the home therapies, you know, again, the meditation, the tapping, um, a lot of these things can be done while you do other activities. So for example, you could practice your deep breathing exercises during your commute to work. Or you can listen to your relaxing music whilst you are out for a walk. Or you can practice a mindfulness meditation whilst you are out for a walk. So also finding a buddy, finding someone who is going to practice these therapies or these things with you can help to keep you accountable um, and help you to make it more enjoyable. Now you can utilize apps or online resources Okay, so there are plenty of apps and online resources available that offer guided meditations. I have a brilliant one. Um, I think it's brilliant. I love it. I've created all of the resources in there specifically to target stress, anxiety, and challenging emotions. Um, So it includes meditation audios, tapping audios, and now a self-hypnosis library, as well as positive psychology libraries. So, you know, you may like to ask me about the Thrive resources, um, but there are other apps as well. There are, you know, on YouTube, you can go and find things. Um, So, you know, you can utilize those online resources so that you're not trying to reinvent the wheel and come up with your own things. You can just conveniently incorporate them into a busy practice. I know I have created all of mine to be from 8 to 13 minutes so that they are achievable uh, for the busy for the busy woman who's trying to do all the things. And when we're trying to do all the things, we're likely to be more in a stress response. And just allowing yourself to also be flexible. So sometimes, you know, your schedule may not allow for a full yoga class or a full acupuncture session, which is why, again, you know, you learn these self-regulating tools to support you during the busyness of your day, Uh, maybe a quick stretch, a shakedown, you know, deep breathing, and then you go about your day. And the final tip which I'm going to talk about, which is not so much about incorporating it into a busy day, but just how much easier your days will become in terms of that busyness and that overwhelm if you do engage in an alternative therapy to help you to identify the root causes, to help you to bring safety, to regularly interrupt your anxiety response, to help you to process any trauma, heal what you need to heal. Because as you stop functioning primarily from this fight or flight response and you are able to function more from a calm and regulated nervous system, then the busy days, sure, they're going to be busy, but they might not feel so overwhelming because our busyness and what we make of that and how that manifests in our body is how we perceive it. And if you are beyond coping, if your nervous system is just 
completely rattled and you're not regulated and you're beyond coping, you know, when we are stressed, we have determined that we have reached our ability and our capacity to cope in that moment. And when we are overwhelmed, we feel like there's nothing we can do about it anymore. We're just overwhelmed. It's too much. And so those feelings will lessen when we are able to regulate and when we are able to release things that are being stored in our body that are keeping us in this state. For so many of us, anxiety is when your body is screaming at you to pay attention to something that it needs to deal with. And so you may feel like it is coming out of nowhere but it may actually be that something that has been suppressed for the majority of your life is saying, give me your attention. I need you to deal with me so you can move forward in a way that feels good. It may be that something that is going on for you now in your life is completely unaligned with your values and your belief systems and the way that you want to be living and feeling. And so, It could be that the anxiety is your body's way of trying to get your attention. And I would always encourage you to listen to what it's trying to say. That's it for this episode, my loves. I hope you have the most amazing rest of your day, no matter what time you are listening to this. I would love to see you at our Tapping Circle on Wednesday or the following month if you're listening to this later. Again, you can go to inspiredlifecollective.com.au forward slash tapping dash circle and come along and come and tap with me for an hour and just experience the benefits and how it feels to be tapping with other people who have, you know, aligned values and and want the same outcomes, you know. So yeah, have the most amazing day. And until next week, I will uh, see you then. You have been listening to Alive and Thriving by Inspired Life Collective. Did you know that you can help us to impact even more women on their well-being journey simply by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review? If stress or anxiety, life or business has got you feeling inside like you are just busting to come back to life, then I invite you to book a discovery call with me so we can chat about how Inspired Life Collective private and online services might be able to support you through your journey. I am so, so grateful to you for being here and having me in your ears. So until the next episode, just remember that you were born to thrive.